0: ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I'm excited today about who I'm having talk with us about who do you have to be to get to where you want to go, right? Because my guest today, this is really about business, but it's also about personal fitness and how in alignment those things are with who you have to be in order to get where you want to go. So Hank Ebling is here with me today. And so Hank owns the gym that I work out at. And one day I was chatting with one of your guys Actually, he was chatting. I was trying to breathe. And he's like, oh, my God, you should totally have Hank on your podcast. And I just kind of nodded in affirmation because that was the extent of my ability in that moment. (laughs) And here we are. So why don't you give everyone a little more formal introduction of who you are and what you're currently doing?
1: Yeah. So, well, first, thanks for having me. And to everybody listening, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, So I started in the uh, fitness space. While back um, in college years, just to kind of dive in, get my feet wet. That was back um, in the early 2000s. And then eventually got out of school. If anyone's listening who is in a, a big city, maybe has worked out at a quality gym before, they've heard of Equinox. Spent mm-hmm. almost seven years there, in management and training, and eventually wanted to open my own facility, plan on opening my own facility ended up doing so in 2013 that was our Wheaton location which is where Aaron works out at and then okay. we opened our second location four years thereafter in 2017 and that's currently where we sit with those two locations so we're approaching our eight-year anniversary at the original one and yeah super excited and continue to see where where the growth takes awesome. us. Moving forward. Awesome so
0: all right I have a million questions because here's the thing: as you know, but not everybody knows, I have a background in fitness in what, as well. I've been a I started with competitive powerlifting at 19. Um, I did a little bit of bodybuilding in my early 30s, but I've always I've never gone that long without being in the gym. And my dad has actually been involved in the powerlifting internationally um, since the 60s or 70s, <laughs> a long time ago. So I've always thought about doing fitness as a business. I done a little training on the side with folks, but I was curious, like, did you always know that was your thing? Like I was in a fitness because that was what I was doing, but it wasn't never occurred to me in the beginning, at least that I could make a living with it.
1: Yeah. For me, it was in high school, actually, when I started to feel like, you know what? I have a passion for this. I understand it could be a business, So I started thinking, I think I could do something with this down the road. Now, originally, I thought because I was in sports, it'd be more of a sports performance type facility that has since changed. But um, yeah, I'd say around sophomore, junior year, I started to have that kind of mindset and vision of this is what I want to do.
0: I'm always intrigued by that because I've never known what I wanted to do. Like, I got every job I ever had was because I did a really good job at my job and then the next job appeared, the next opportunity opened up. And I was probably well into my 40s the first time I actively decided what I wanted to do. And here I am now at 51. It's only been like two, three years that I just know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm always intrigued when, when someone knows that from the
1: start. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, have your ebb and flow. You think you're going to do this. You think you're going to do that. You know, it might take you a while, but really, I guess it just matters that you get to where you want to be at some point.
0: So I know you mentioned having that job and working on opening your own business at the same time. And I think if I remember correctly, the job ended a little unceremoniously. You weren't quite ready to
1: Yeah, so um, it wasn't at the end of it, but it was somewhere, I guess it was kind of in the middle. Um, I got into a management position, which the goal was to get into management to understand it. So when you owned your own business, you understood that side of things. So it was a strategic move on my part to see what that's like. And I think my way of doing things, which was much more relationship building, much more on the floor, talking with uh, my trainers and the clients and members were. it was a corporate gym, they wanted you to be office doing XYZ in the back of the office. And not that I wouldn't do those things, but I didn't put priority to them. And I think, you know, when you're in a corporate setting, anyone knows you got to do it the way they expect it to be done. And so at one point, I think they just made the decision like, hey, you know, essentially, we don't like the way you're doing it, even though it's working. I mean, you need to be doing it this way, because that's what we want you to be doing. So uh, they ended up taking me out of that role, which I was extremely disappointed, super frustrated, but in the long run, it then got me back into being a little more selfish and focusing on me to everybody else. So that was the huge thing. And that helped me start to build the business earlier because I could focus on it.
0: Well, and one of the things you describe there is something I hear so frequently, and the more you can do this with intention, the faster you will grow. If you have a corporate job, then success is all about fitting in their box, right? But as an entrepreneur, embracing that authentic self is what leads you to your success. And isn't it crazy how so I mean, one of the things I noticed right away And I was at your gym for months. Everyone used to joke about it. I was there for months before you and I ever actually met,
1: which I feel bad by the way, because (laughs) I take take pride in making sure I meet everybody. But just so happens, the time you came was like the worst time for me bouncing back and
0: forth. Well, we talked on the, it's not like I didn't know you and you didn't know me. We talked on the phone, we texted. It was all, I was never upset about it, but One of the things I always felt, even though I had it in person, met you, was the relationships. And I just love the idea that one of the things I say a lot is what kills you, what what is successful in a job will kill you as an entrepreneur. And you had the exact opposite. What killed you in your job has made you absolutely successful as an entrepreneur, where the you did it your way. And the minute someone is involved in one of your locations, you know that it's community based. You know that it's relationship based.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's just, you know, when you're in a corporate setting, you must follow these yeah. certain rigid, uh, not guidelines, but. You know, about doing things. And that doesn't mean it's always the best way, but that's their way.
0: Right. And it serves their purpose. Yes. But it doesn't, you know, and I think that's one of the things we learn when we come out of corporate, any kind of corporate job is what we see how it's supposed, quote unquote, supposed to be. And that's not necessarily true.
1: And it's also a great learning experience because you kind of can take, I did not like this, but I really enjoyed this and you kind of take a little bit of what you liked and didn't like, mold it with your own and there you go. So
0: So I have a couple random questions for you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm curious how you chose the niche that your gym has. So it's functional fitness. And one of the things that I thought was so interesting is like here's this cool guy with all this energy and the physical aspect that aligns and now i know your sports background how did you choose where to specialize because you could have easily gone a different route on who your ideal clients were
1: yeah you know i think it came from where i started which was at equinox and then even before that in college i've always worked in a higher end gym setting and that type of demographic, generally you're training them a certain way, you know, more functional fitness. You're not necessarily training sports performance or bodybuilding. Um, So it was that. And then a lot of my mentors early on were in the functional space. And so that's what I saw from them. That was kind of the wave of the future for fitness. Uh, So it was a blend of where I worked. And then just from mentors, seeing what they're doing and being around that from, from that aspect kind of led me on that path.
0: Well, and what I love about it is going back to this community that like one of the guys that I work out with a lot does Iron Man. I forget his name, but he does the Iron Man. And then you have myself who's, I, you know, I would put in the box of, former athlete now currently injured and trying to just hang on to it for as long as you can. Right. And then there's some people there who are on a huge weight loss journey, which is amazing because I can't even fathom how, how hard that is. Um, and we're all there together having a great time and everybody's able to be in this community. And I don't, I don't think people know how to do that. Like if you had to give some tips on building community, what would the, what could you offer somebody?
1: Yeah, I think it doesn't matter your business. It's all about making it everybody feel like they're included no matter who they are, you know, where they come from age, And really that just stems from you as the leader and your team. I mean, you have to not push that, but teach your team that, it's a must, you know, if somebody's new, if Aaron's new, we gotta make her feel welcome. Cause especially in our industry fitness and you know, cause you were have always been in the fitness field in terms of working out and exercise, it, it tends to be the opposite, right? It tends to be, oh, well they're skinny and they're overweight. They're really buff, they're not. So it, it tends to be that you're either here or there. And, you know, that's great for the person <laughs> that's the in shape or the strong one, the buff one, but everybody else, it doesn't make them feel great. And your average person is already hating and is so nervous to go into a fitness environment. So let's make that more comfortable environment for them, which hopefully then they'll want to stick around and they'll get a better result. So I think whatever your business is, you just have to make people feel welcome. And that starts and ends with you and your team making it a priority.
0: I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at Erin at ConquerYourBusiness.com. Mentioning team and I had said this to you when I um, did finally get to meet you in person. One of the things I've noticed is even when you're not there, your team never cuts corners. They never cut corners. They they have always, in my opinion, treated every aspect of your business as if it meant as much to them as it does to you. So hiring is one of the hardest things. To do it's so challenging what have you found has been helpful for you to create that community within your
1: team yeah i think number one you have to look if you already have an existing team look to them first do they have anybody that they can refer because odds are if aaron's a rock star for you and you love her personality and the type of person she is probably anyone she'll refer to you will likely be a quality person. So look within first. uh, And then also you kind of got to build like an ideal team member. So take, again, if you have an existing team, if you don't, you can just envision what this person would look like. Take the best person on your team and what are the qualities and traits that they possess. And then when you're interviewing, you're looking for not a replica, not a robot of that person, but, somebody similar for that position in a perfect world has these traits and characteristics of your best person because that helps kind of give you a guideline when you're interviewing. And then, you know, I never look for skills. It's always traits because for us, we can teach the skills. I think almost any business, right? Unless you're an attorney or a doctor, for the most part, you can teach the technical side, but you can't teach the traits. So, That's the number one thing is you got to look for the traits that you desire. And then what are your standards for us? uh, It's on our wallets, care, commitment, community. So the most important thing that's non-negotiable is do you show that you care, you know, about our clients and do our clients feel like you care about them? And that's the first thing we'll ask for feedback of any new hire. Hey, what do you think about so and So you feel like they care about you. I want to hear that from our clients. I could care less if they mess up. How to do a lunge? How they mess up? How to schedule somebody? But do you care? And do people feel that? If so, awesome. We can move forward. I can teach you the rest. So yeah, I think look internally first. Come up with an ideal team member profile to help you uh, as you're interviewing, and then you know set a, set standards and don't go off of those standards even when you're pressed for. I gotta get somebody. I got to grab, I got to reach, just get someone in a position because then that's kind of when you hire sloppy and in the back end, you'll get somebody quick, but in the long run, it's going to really come back and hurt you.
0: Yeah. And what you're talking about, I call it doing the work before you have, before you do the work. And so many people miss that part, miss doing the work of the planning, the intention, the, the taking action with intention, figuring exactly What is your business stand for? Who do you want in there? And then going to look instead of waiting, like you said, you're if you're desperate because something happened and now you just can't handle it anymore, you'll make really bad decisions.
1: Yeah. And uh, actually a client of mine, a current client taught me a good lesson too, which was always have a bench. Even if you feel like your, your team is spot on, you got a great team because At some point, someone's going to leave and move on. And in our industry, it happens a lot. So have a bench, have somebody that, you know, if you need to, you can reach out to them or you can call upon them. You never want to, oh, shoot, now I need somebody. I got to go through this long, lengthy process. So that was something that he taught me. And I always remember that, which is have a bench.
0: I love it. I love it. Have a bench and have, you know, my version of that in for most solopreneurs would be have have your close contact network so you can tap into. I got some of my best hires, like you said, through referrals and also through other people's connections. I said, I don't have kids. I never had a mommy network, but my friends had kids and they have a mommy network and they all know each other, you know, tapping in, like you said, to people who you know.
1: Yes, for totally for sure. All
0: right. So random question. What hasn't worked? What have you, what have you tried that just doesn't? didn't work, doesn't happen. I I think it's important to set a path for people to follow, but it's just as important to show one, learn from my mistakes, please, you know, shorten your learning curve however you can. Um, But what hasn't worked?
1: Uh, You know, for us, it was just testing times. Like when we first started, we did a Friday night session and, you know, Friday nights, people like to enjoy themselves and, it was a lot of, okay, nobody's going to show up, I guess, tonight, so that was a lot of wasted time on myself and other trainers, so we got rid of that, we quickly realized that was just not worth it to have a couple sessions on Fridays, at one point, we did a kids camp, which, super fun, it sounds great, it, it sounds great, but it was just, you know, it was an extra hour, the kids sometimes would show, they wouldn't show, you know, they'd, they'd be there. They'd behave. They'd not behave. They'd make a mess. They wouldn't make, it was just, it was fun, but it was just like, okay. You know, but that's, that's too unpre-
0: unpredictable.
1: Yeah. And that's not what we do. So it's just like, that's not our wheelhouse. So that's a
0: great point.
1: Home? That's a great. So I
0: was telling somebody I write it before, but I grabbed it again. The pumpkin plan. If you haven't read that one, oh, great plan. right. Stick with, if you want to grow the best pumpkins, cut the other vines. And it's so true. We get this idea and you're like, oh, that sounds brilliant. And we go for it. And you're like, what was I thinking?
1: Well, it's hard as a business owner because you see these shiny lights and you want to go towards them. And then you realize, okay, maybe you know, I don't need to be doing that. So maybe I
0: don't need to do 800 different things.
1: Yeah. We and no so kids camps and we no longer have Friday no
0: kids camps. camps no more Friday but the way that you talk about it is this is what we learned this is what we tried this is what we learned it's not like oh my god and then all this got screwed no it's just data you collect data along the way and you just keep doing the things that work exactly awesome so what's next? I know you are branching out. It's you. You've got a nice stable. I'll knock on wood for you because you know, yeah, you've got this. So what's next for you?
1: Uh, so ideally, we would love to get to another location at some point. Um, as many of you business owners listening, COVID threw a little bit of a wrench in terms of uh, expansion because you know, pushed all of us back a little bit. So once we build back up from COVID, that's definitely in the cards to try to get a third location going. Um, And kind of getting a little bit off on my own, some branding, personal branding, getting into the coaching space, trying to help other fellow small business owners, um, specifically with customer service, because that's my passion. Yeah, Uh, I think kind of the strength of our business. So kind of moving towards that speaking, and yeah, all while still growing the gyms, of course, because that's the baby.
0: yeah, that's that's what fuels the fire. I love the idea for you of teaching, speaking, coaching around customer service and the branding I never knew you know, so the gym's called H4. and seriously, until last week when I met H3, I had no idea. <laughs> I love it. I had no idea what that stood wow. for. I kind of knew it wasn't a fitness term,
1: but yeah. You know what they tell you in business? Try not to name your business after you, because if you were to sell the business, you're no longer there. And unless right. you're going to be Louis Vuitton or something, right? it doesn't have that same, you know, cachet to it. So I thought, all right, it'll be named after me, but not really named after me. And it's easy to remember. So, yeah,
0: it is. It's really easy to remember. H4. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in terms of. How you want to help people with customer service? What types of businesses? Because I know it's well beyond fitness.
1: Yeah, honestly, you know, customer service has no boundaries. It doesn't matter if you are real estate, if you're an attorney, if you own a cleaners, if you own a restaurant. I mean, it really doesn't matter what business you're in, we're all in the people business. So that means you're in the service business. So it really doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, my, my industry's fitness, but um, it doesn't matter at the end of the day who you serve, you're serving people. And, and that means customer service needs to be a forefront.
0: They also think if you just remember that, if there's something you can put in front of yourself every day that reminds you that you're in business to serve people. Yeah,
1: and what I, I think what's so crazy is how many business owners forget about the people that are already customers, and especially with the digital, you know, with the ads and the Facebook and everything, everyone wants to just, who's next, who's next, let me spend more ad money. And don't get me wrong, we do that too. And it works, but they forget about the people already, you know, spending the money and, and that are loyal to them. And it's kind of like, okay, nice, but I want these people now. So, you know, it's kind of like, Don't forget that they are actual clients right now. They pay you, they're loyal. Don't just push them to the side. Like you got to take care of those people. You
0: see that now in the cell phone business where they're actually advertising, they'll give current customers a good deal. Also, there was a commercial years ago where a new little girl walked into preschool and she got all the fancy colored crayons and the fancy colored paper and all the kids who are already there were just sitting there with gray like everything was gray and it's so true that that's how so many businesses make you feel
1: yeah they take you get taken for granted and that's a shame because without that base those businesses would not exist
0: no absolutely so if people want to continue this conversation with you, whether it's, if you're in the West suburbs of Chicago and want to come work out with me in person or this if whole, you
1: if you can hang with Aaron, if you can hang with Aaron. these yeah.
0: days it's not so that used to be difficult. Not so hard these days. Not so hard. That's something that I've had a really hard time. I think your, your trainers laugh at me, you know, in a, in a, I'm laughing at myself in a fun way, but Recognizing and dealing with the changes and not being able to do what I used to do is like a whole, whole. We could have a whole nother, whole additional episode just on that. But what is the best way for them to get a hold of you? Because I think if you have a business that has any any part that's customer service and team building, um, because this is what I do, because this is what I look for, they should absolutely. Want to have a conversation with you?
1: So, what's the best way to do yeah, that? Yeah, uh, so I'm on LinkedIn right at my name, Hank Eveling. Um, Instagram, Hank Eveling. I try to post a lot of colorful, vibrant, simple uh, posts and content on there and customer service. You can check out uh, the book that I published last year, which is called Crushing the Competition with Service. That's on that. Amazon. There's a digital and a paperback version. And it's super short read, did it on purpose because us business owners, we don't have a lot of time. We have a short attention span. So it's like 80 pages. It's to the point, take it and use it. Uh, it's not just filled with fluff. So that's the easiest way, Instagram, LinkedIn, and check out the book. The book Crushing the Competition with service. with service. Yep. Nice.
0: Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me for a while today.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. and Again, everyone listening, uh, thanks for jumping on this episode.
0: Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Erin Marcus hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.